genre. to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King one no-homo minute at a time. I see Norman laughing out of the corner of my eye. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. <laughs> did, that, did that surprise you? It just made me laugh. <laughs> just made me laugh. <laughs> today, we'll, today we'll be talking about Minute 219. Every time I say a number above 200, I'm just like... Oh my god, the, <laughs> the exhaustion. Um, it's gone. It it's starts done. with Frodo breathing heavily and saying, I can see the Shire, and ends with, I'm glad to be with you, Samwise Gamgee. That, okay. So when I was looking at the notes, I was like, oh, that's not that bad. It's not like the, the phrase is done. Um, the sentence is done. There's no cutoff law, like, words. And then we are watching it. <laughs> right? It hurts. It hurts for that to start and not finish. Yes. Oh, my God. But I'm glad it's not, like, Friday. Right. No, Friday into a Monday would be the worst. I'd be like, no! <laughs> How dare. How very dare. You know, at least it's contained in the week. Mm-hmm. So... Okay. All right. So we, 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 we're going to talk about this. This this whole bit here. Yes. So I want to talk about this from kind of a from from a thematic angle, kind of separate from what they're actually saying. First. Okay. So the thematically, this moment is that this kind of moment from Frodo is about the uh, it's echoing from their way up the mountain, right? When he says that he doesn't remember any of this stuff, right? Uh, the the strawberries and cream. Oh my god, that gets me. The every the whole time, thing, dude. So this is this is echoing that. They go up the mountain and Frodo can't remember anything. Right. It's destroyed. Now they've turned around, so they're on their way back home. Yes. And Frodo remembers everything. Right. He's finally clear of the ring. Well, I mean, like, they think they're going to die on this rock. Right, but it, it has... There, there's even more going on here than just the feeling that they're going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's done. They, they're finally... They, they finally have been able to reverse course to head back towards where they came from. Uh-huh. And that, that clarity gets to Frodo here now right. without the ring. Right. The second part of this with Sam mm-hmm. is, and I think this is really interesting because they talk about it in the commentary, that this line from Sam is intended to be the first time in this narrative thematically that Sam is allowed to be selfish in this trilogy full stop. With no consequence for his selfishness. Okay. Because there's nothing else for them to do. Sam is finally allowed to think about himself first for the first time in this narrative. And I think that's a really interesting angle to kind of look at this at and why this is this way. This is Sam realizing that it's over. He's going to die. There's no reason to kind of hold back anything, to think about anything other than himself for this one moment. Yeah. And Frodo, rather than taking it any other way, is just... I'm glad to be with you here. Yeah. And I think that's really cool, actually, kind of framed and laid out like that. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, now you can go. 
Okay, so my issue with the Rosie Cotton thing is not the, she's getting in the way of their love, or whatever. Right. Um, he does not talk about her at all. No, never. It comes out of nowhere, and I think that is the thing that I hate the most about this. Right. They expect you to remember. Um, I guess, yeah. But, like, she doesn't say, she says two things to him, maybe. Right. She doesn't speak. Right. Like, I think I'm more enraged about the fact that she is just this, uh... Well, she's literally an object in the narrative. Yeah, and it pisses me off. Yeah. I get that, 100%. Like she, she is, she is literally an object in this narrative. It's, she is a goal for Sam rather than a, a character unto she, herself. Yes, she is a reward. Yeah. for coming back, which is not good. No. Um, and like there is, they have no like established emotional connection. He right. has like a crush on her. They don't really. Wait, there's, there's this. They don't even interact. They dance once. Yeah, there's this, there's this faint implication just in the way that Frodo kind of plays with them about it that there is. Like, more to their relationship than just, like, a one-way crush? I don't know. I think it's just Frodo knows his friend has a crush on this girl, and he's trying to set him up. I don't, yeah. Maybe. I think you can read that the fact that, like, Rosie's clearly into it during the dance. Yeah. I, I think. So, like, I think that's and also she, something like, Frodo they knows. Like, they, like, have that glance at the green dragon. Right. There's these little things, but it's not, it's nothing that's like, explicit or established when it could be. It absolutely could be. Yeah, like... Ultimately, Rosie Cotton is just not important to this story. And it's, uh, it annoys me that, like, it's it's just so annoying. I, yeah. it's just, ugh, it's so annoying. Yeah. Um, because, like, uh, I don't know, like, there is no, there is no, like, Outside of, I find this girl cute. I want to marry her? What? Right. Dude, what? Excuse me? Yeah. I I think that we're supposed to take some of this stuff as a heavier implication than ultimately it comes across as. But it's, 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 it's so... It's so surface. Yeah, it's incredibly surface. There is no, like... There's, they don't have, they have... They don't even have a scene together. They don't have a relationship. Even, like, a friendship. Not that we see at all. It's, it's, it's bullcrap. <laughs> right, like, does she think he's cute? Is that what the glance at the bar is supposed to be? Like, right. What, what's going on here? Yeah. It's... Like, Frodo can see that she thinks Sam is cute, and he knows that Sam has a crush on her, so he just pushes Sam into the dance. Is that what's going on? I think so, but, That's like, the implication, I think, from, like, the moment to me. But it's not, it's, they don't, and, and I know, okay, I know these movies are so freaking long, and I, like, they don't. Uh, Tolkien doesn't do that in the narrative either. No. So like that—that's where the problem comes from. It's—it's yeah. it's not like a translate. It's not like an adaptation problem. It's a problem with right as it's presented in the original work, which again is very annoying. Right. Um. Also, like we have just witnessed like twelve hours of these two. Yes. Like pledging their lives to each other, basically. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, dude, you're gonna bring up the girl with ribbons in her hair right now, right? Like, <laughs> Right, because I I think that this moment wouldn't feel so so stark if if there was even one other conversation about about Rosie Cotton anywhere in the narrative. Yeah, no, anywhere. Which you know, like the point that you brought up, where he's just like allowed to be selfish. I mean, like For the one and only time in I the narrative. Is that true? Without consequence. 
He's allowed to be selfish without consequence for the only time in the narrative. Because being selfish about how he feels about Gollum ultimately wasn't the right way to be at that time. And he's kind of punished for it but in a way he, strains, his relationship, strains his relationship with Frodo. But he was right. <laughs> he ultimately was right, but he was punished for that selfish action because it strained the relationship with Frodo. Yeah. Then with, uh, with the ring, he still doesn't allow himself to be selfish because ultimately he gives the ring up. Right. Back to Frodo. Right. There's all this, there's all this stuff in the narrative where Sam isn't allowed to be selfish. Because ultimately, the character of Sam exists largely in service of Frodo. Right. So this is one moment where Sam gets to be selfish and Frodo supports him. And it's the one in this story, which I think is an interest. I think that's an interesting way to think about this. And I had never thought about it really that way deeply before. Yeah. Who brings that up? Peter Jackson. Oh. I don't know. I still think it's like, it's kind of like a big... Slap in the face. It's just really sudden. Yeah. It's kind of, it's just like, okay, um, so I know that, like, we just spent 12 hours with all of these guys running around in the wilderness. Right. Saving each other's lives and swearing fealty to each other, but, like, no homo. Right. (laughs) Oh, but that, that sweet girl next door back home. It's so, it's... Like, I'm annoyed at that, and then I'm annoyed at at Rosie Cotton's non-entity. Right. Um, it's, yeah. It's it's like a two-fold, it's right. like a two-pronged, like, this is why I have right. a problem Because well, there's, no, there's no way to make her a greater part of the narrative. But right. you can also even spend just two minutes to establish more of a relationship at the beginning. Oh my god, yeah. Just That's have a it. conversation with Sam. Sam and Aragorn talk, like pining and like brooding after the, like no, their- Okay, there's a perfect place to do this that I think you could drop it into the narrative, which is instead of Frodo being the one hearing hearing Aragorn sing in Elvish, it's, it's Sam. Sam. Yeah. And then he's like, oh. He talks about this beautiful woman. What are you, yeah, out there. what are you And Sam about? is just like, oh, that makes me think of my rosy Exactly. Cotton. Oh my god. That's like. That's like. Just that, even if that was the only time, that's still, like, that's a quiet moment. It's it's Sam allowed to think about something that Sam wants separate from Frodo because Frodo is asleep. Yes. And it's with another character. Yes. So you still kind of get to preserve this this feeling that most of Sam's most of Sam's purpose in the narrative is to support Frodo because that's one of the things that he kind of wants most. Yes. And then it doesn't take away from this moment being the first time that he does this in front of Frodo. Right. Yeah, yeah, I Boom. I agree. Gotcha. It's uh, and that connects to Sam liking Elvish stuff. So he's just like, oh, that's Elvish you're singing, right, Mister Strider? Yeah, like, it's like do that you, whole thing. What are you What are you singing about there? Yeah, yeah. It it just that that would just connect to like more things about Sam. Yeah, yeah. Than it does about Frodo, because that moment ultimately the way it kind of is used in Fellowship is about creating this kind of this kind of point of empathy between Frodo and Aragorn. Yeah. But it, I don't know if that ever really has a payoff that you would call back to it as a moment. I think, like, um, but there are other, like, there are way more interactions that Aragorn has with Frodo than there are with Aragorn and Sam. Right. And um, ultimately... And, like, I don't, like, I think it makes sense because like we were talking about how Aragorn and Sam are very similar. Mm-hmm. So like you already have the admiration that Aragorn has for Sam's like um 
readiness to to jump uh, into battle, uh, you know, like at the, the end. Right, his bravery. Like, Aragorn already admires Sam's bravery, so why don't we then, turn that around? And then on the flip side, you also have, like, I don't know, soft voice being soft. Just give him right. a soft voice being soft. Well then, <laughs> well, then, like, you have you have Aragorn admiring Sam for this quality that people tend to see in Aragorn, which is this, like, strong, manly man, like, bravery thing. But then you can have Sam admiring like softer qualities and Aragorn through that scene yeah. at the campfire. Yeah. So yeah. you get kind of the two way street there. Yeah. Which says things about both of them. Yeah, absolutely. I just, this is so annoying to me. Like there are other ways, like you could have incorporated references to Rosie Cotton into fellowship. It's a little harder in two towers, I guess, because of how, how kind of focused a lot of the theming of that has to be. Yeah. Yeah. But in, but For in sure. fellowship, you have a but lot I more mean, wiggle like, room. Yeah. And like, I, I, I understand, like, Frodo's calling back to, like, the beginning of Fellowship with the party tree and the fireworks and everything. Right. But, like, I don't know. Right, he's literally describing the first scene of the Yeah, of yeah, yeah. So, like, in one of that the first way, it, it's just, like, you know, Sam bringing up um the, the pretty girl that he has a crush on, I guess. Yeah. Makes sense. But, like, come on, man. Right. And uh, I guess the, the, the other thing to talk about in this scene, because when we were doing that, we were just about to record. It's just that's so in the movie, the line is different than the book. Yes. For the here at the end of the thing that ends with here at the end of all things. It's in the movie. I'm glad to be with you, Samwise Gamgee. Yes. But in the book, it's I'm glad you are here with me. Yeah. I'm glad you're here with me here at the end of all things, Sam. So in the in the book, it's Frodo centering himself. But I think this movie line is more about Sam, the yeah. way it comes off to me. Well, uh, yeah, and that makes sense with the, what they were going for with Sam being, um, quote unquote, selfish. Yeah. Um, like expressing a desire that is it's outside got nothing to do with of the, the mission and, and Frodo and everything. Um, so that makes sense that it it's Frodo, like you were saying earlier, it's Frodo supporting Sam. Yeah. Um. It's also like now I think that now that Frodo has finished his his goal, like now he has the he he has the opportunity to kind of like give Sam a little bit of support. Yeah. Because Sam has been care like literally carrying him. Right. The and entire Frodo, time. Yeah, and Frodo has been explicitly and openly to Sam been using sam as support yes since halfway through two towers and like i um that i that i kind of i though i'm glad you were here with me is so iconic though yeah like i i forgot i genuinely forgot that they it was that different it was, in the that movie. changed it from the yeah. book to the movie yeah but it makes sense to me because like i know that when i am um when I'm in the middle of like a like a depressive episode or whatever, like I have no capacity to like help other people, even though I like try to not like you know like support them emotionally, you know. Yeah, well, when you when you're not feeling good, it's hard to center on anything but yourself. Yeah, and like sometimes I I I, I will and I can and like it's um because growing up it was kind of like a like a really unhealthy coping mechanism where it's like, I'm going to ignore this and then I'm going to help my friends instead. 
Yeah. Um, so, but now, like, if, and then if I'm, like, you know, having a good day and someone is sad that I care about or, or dealing with something, I can be like, well, how can I help you? Because, like, you've done so much to help me, you know? Right. And just imagine the moment, just even if it's so fleeting for Frodo, the moment of joy and catharsis knowing that the ring is destroyed oh yeah for you're sure you're finally free of this thing yeah like he we i mean like we didn't talk about it much the last minute but like we center on his face as he's like surveying the wreckage and everything around him and like it's just it's so right look at the destruction your tiny hobbit hands have wrought in this land of but evil. it's not it's not like joyful and no. it's it's just like it's it's shock and relief, like, oh my god, it's done, it's over, <laughs> you yeah. know? Right, Sam's reaction is a lot more subdued. Yes. Because he's coming to grips with the gravity well, of what's going on Also because him. he's he's um he's been in like a clear state of mind for most of this. Right. Um Frodo is like coming out of his his like Benadryl fog, you know? Right. <laughs> like <laughs> But yeah. This is, I don't know, I think this moment's really interesting. The yeah. Thinking about it thematically is just this this moment finally of Frodo kind of explicitly supporting Sam is really interesting I, to me from, yes, a, from a I, meta level. I like I like that. I don't like the way it's executed. Yeah. All it, For me, really, all it would have taken is Sam communicating this, this relationship or this feeling towards Rosie Cotton to any other character in the story but one of the Hobbits. Yeah. To anybody but or one of the Hobbits. Or even just, like, Merry or Pippin. They know who Rosie Cotton is. Right, but if it's someone outside of the Hobbits, I think that makes it more, like, a more important desire to Sam and a more important part of who he is to communicate it to someone outside of his home. Oh, I see what you mean. Like, it makes it a bigger deal, like, as a narrative thing to communicate it to someone that he's not as close with. Because then that clearly, like, that shows that it's more important to him. I guess. Because if he's trying to use it as a way to, like, connect with Aragorn. Yeah. Then it's something like, then that would tell me, like, narratively that it's something important to him kind of foundationally as a character because he's using it as a as a point to try to connect with somebody else. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's easier sometimes to talk to someone who's far removed from the situation about something like that than, yeah. like, some, like, one of your inner circle. Yeah. But you don't do that with something that's, like, unimportant. Right. So I don't know, but yeah, this is uh, it's it's fine. Or like seriously, just two minutes at the beginning to establish that For there's real. more of a relationship For there. For real, not even two minutes, like a minute. Forty seconds, just just even a like an actual dialogue exchange yeah. between the two of them. Let her let her speak. God damn it. Give her some flirty, some flirty dialogue. She's playing with her with her curls and talking to Sam. Oh just my for, god! Just for like thirty seconds. Let her talk. She says two things. Right? God. She doesn't even speak at their wedding. <laughs> I don't think anybody does, honestly. I think it's it's just like the score. Yeah. It, uh, oh, it's so annoying. Also, you know how amazing it would have been to see like Gandalf presiding over their wedding? Oh, bless. This is twice the height of everyone else. <laughs> Dude, something that I like forgot or overlooked in the appendices dude frodo names their firstborn kid yeah like it is what it is name my child mr frodo but no homo <laughs> but no homo 
We just gotta we just we just gotta layer oh that on top. Oh my god. But Rosie Cotton. Let let Sam be Polly. I don't care. <laughs> right, whatever. Who gives a damn? Jesus. None of this love triangle nonsense. Just just let him be into both of them. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for bye, Sam. Works for me. But, oh, God, the Rosie Khan thing just makes me so mad. <laughs> Let her speak. I guess there, I guess there's like a relatively large amount of people that read, um, that read Fredo as Ace and Arrow. Yeah. Which uh, is cool. I like that, too. But, like, I don't know. This is pretty heckin' romantic. This is like romantic with the with the capital R, like, genre stuff. Uh, no, not really. It's just this, just this larger-than-life, like, look at all this stuff that's gone on. Just this this kind of sweeping imagery behind them, even though it's a bit apocalyptic. I don't know that that, I, I don't know that it's romantic in that, like, the, the literary and artistic genre. Mm. Um. It's, that's hyperbole, I guess, probably. Yeah, yeah. But, like, this is very dramatic. It is, yeah. Just a literal volcano is exploding around them while they're, ex- while Sam is finally expressing this deeply held feeling that he's, he hasn't felt Apparently. like he can say it Because so, he does everything just, for Frodo. It just makes me so salty. All it takes is one other reference in the yeah, narrative. Yeah, for real. To make this not feel like it comes totally out of nowhere. Yeah. Because that it was 11 hours ago. Yeah. This is like 11 hours ago. Really? Is, is this... Is this the because they love you of of this movie? Uh, this doesn't bother me that much. This doesn't bother me nearly as much as that line does. <laughs> I think they're on par for me. I'm annoyed at, like... Oh, man. The, the, I, I, the female characters in this were done so dirty. The only one with an arc is Eowyn. Yeah, but even then, it's like... Arwen just knows what she wants from the beginning, and then she has that one moment of questioning where she's like, okay, Dad, I'll, I'll leave. And then she comes back and she's all mad. Give me fellowship, Arwen. Give it to me. Give it to me. Her fate is tied with the ring. Bullshit. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's silly. Ah. Uh. It's very metaphorical and esoteric and not communi- not something you com- communicate like super well in the in the movie. Ugh, it's so- anyway, I'm... <laughs> I think we're done here for today. Cass gets mad about the, the female characters in Lord of the Rings. I mean, rightfully so. There's this... The, the, the show. Um... I mean, like, narratively speaking, there's no reason that, like, Merry and Pippin can't be women. Yeah, for real. You don't even have to, like, change their names for anybody. No. Um, but, anyway. So, we're from the website DuelingGenre.com. Check us out there. Uh, if you have thoughts and feelings and emotions, I guess that's the same thing as feelings, but slightly different. Um, and you want to share them or memes with us, uh, join our Facebook listener group, The Fellowship of the Mic. Uh, we're also on Twitter at LOTR Minute. Um, those are our social medias if you want to get in touch with us. That's cool. Um, since we are wrapping up soon... If you have 
a question or a topic that you want us to address during our like final week of recording um send us an email the link's on the uh, site i think it's what contact at lord of the rings minute.com that sounds right that sounds right we're um, professionals <laughs> uh and or yeah hit us uh Send send us a make a post in, on Facebook or or send us a tweet and we will do our best to address all of the listener questions or or topics that you want us to talk about because honestly I don't know what we're gonna do yeah because we're gonna have week three and a half episodes where it's just credits at least at least so, so. though we do get that banging song yes into the west and I'm gonna cry but yeah so thank you for listening to my ranting. <laughs> And we'll be back tomorrow to finish out the week. Bye. Bye.